Dad talk. They really like to trash talk. Dad talk. They'll make you laugh your ass off. Dad talk. Real tall dudes and they're both hilarious. Tom and Derek give you wisdom and advice. It's really nice. You probably listen twice. Real tall dudes and they're getting serious. Season two, episode 15. Dad talk. We are back. Oh man, Sunday we're recording this. End of the weekend. Derek Wenzel. What's up, buddy? This this is this is what I pictured parenting to be like. And it makes me happy. So before we came on here, you you were holding uh Cutler there and he was basically screaming and you were just like, This is fun. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah. And I, I told you, I was like, there, I don't know how many like this is fun moments there are per day. This is fun. I'm having a good it's, time. It's, it's three or four times, dude, right? And it's just like, whether it's with the older kids getting them to do their thing, right? Brushing teeth, going for a nap, whatever, right? Or eating anything. Or the younger kids, when you don't understand what's going on, but they are not having it, right? All the, all the tools of the passy, the bouncing, not hungry, no diaper, doesn't want to nap, but just screaming in your face. And you're like, I, I say this to both of them all the time. And Tenley, I know, understands to some extent, but Cutler obviously doesn't. I just go, what do you want from me? I am here. I'm willing to give you literally any, I'll give you money out of my wallet. Okay. Anything. I just need to know what it is to make this stop. I'm pleading with like Piper on, on basically a daily basis, right around <laughs> eight o'clock seven o'clock hour yeah where she kind of just wants to like cluster feeds and she's just cranky i i take her because that's kind of the time like where tori can go shower or whatever and this is this is the thing it's like you just said this as, as we were coming on amanda was like you want me to take cutler and you were like no i got cutler like you go do like whatever you want to do literally right. literally go do sleep. anything yeah. yeah this is this is your time and then, like, I feel like that, like, I want to help Tori out like that. Same thing. Like, go do whatever you want to do. Like, just take, like, a minute to relax. You've been working with the kids all day. And then, like, we're just failing. We're just useless. Yeah, we just can't pull it off. And it's like, during the work week, there's only so much opportunity, right? And it's like, during that witching hour where they're not happy and all they want is the boob. So you're like, fuck, that's not even going to work. And color for them, he's getting better about calming, but he doesn't nap super well. So right right now, middle of the day, weekend, it's like, okay, this is definitely a, a time where I can like let Amanda go just like un, unwind a little bit. Yeah. And if he's not calming down, like I there's only so many tools and tricks I got, right? Yeah. And Amanda's got Amanda's just got the trump card, right? Attached to her. And that's the only thing. And just like I feel like such a failure every time. You're just like, Oh, like, or some nights I'll like rock them to, to sleep. Or whatever. Man, it's like, oh, I just want to have a glass of wine and rock them to sleep. And like for 45 minutes later, he just won't calm down. He's just fucking wriggling around and just crying. And man, it's like, oh, all right, I'll do it. And you're like, oh, you feel so bad. You feel yeah. like I'm a failure as a parent. I had one job is to get you to sleep. Yep. And I couldn't do it. It's the worst feeling. Like you just feel like, it's like, I just, I would love to just be able to rock her to sleep. And, and it's just, Lori, like, you know, go sleep, go, go to sleep for now. And I'll, you know, I got this. Yeah. yeah. I don't got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not have this, <laughs> but Oh, go like, don't go far though. Like go do what you want to do, but like keep an ear out and don't go too far. <laughs> oh, it's just, it is, it is tough. It's tough. I definitely felt that guilt more uh, when it was just Wes 
because it was a lot of the same thing like I just like couldn't calm him down and but yeah. at least now like I can kind of handle like Tori can handle Piper and I can feel at least feel like I'm helping with less you know totally yeah because you could now you can go and do things you're not attached to a bottle or the boob or you know will she take a bottle or he, will he take a bottle you know you know what I mean like you don't like that's such a thing is there 35 diapers in the next 10 minutes are coming my way right you could take Wes or I could take Tenley and we're like hey we're gonna go to the park right or I can get them even if she's like whatever in an attitude right or, or dropping yeah, some dropping a mood I can take that mood somewhere else and I I can solve that mood or just handle it yeah. but with the younger ones you can't do it right like there's they just got to be around and so you want to be around to like help with that but then you've got the other one and just like what good am I providing here what yeah. what's my role what is, what is my role here i don't yeah really... <laughs> so just uh really confused like when we started you know i applied for the role of father i was excited about the good things but we weren't too keen on discussing the specifics of what i have to do because um right now i'm gonna be honest pretty lost <laughs> pretty lost pretty lost yeah there's a lot of times where i'm just like i'm just like piper I, what do you want i don't know what yeah. you want and it's just like I'm trying 8 million different positions and just nothing is working. And it's just Nothing's like, working. I feel like an extension of my personal like contribution to any situation is what I'm doing as a dad. I just try to make both of them laugh all the time. That's all like, that's my skill set. That's all I've yeah. got is to try to make them laugh. Yeah. And if that's not working, it's like, I got nothing. Like that's the only fathering I know how to do. <laughs> Thankfully, Tenley's ticklish. Like otherwise oh, nice. I'd, be in tr- I'd be in trouble. That's a good, that's a good fallback. I guess I got to tell you, um, Wesley got into the dog food this week. What? Yes. Yes. Wait, so what do you guys, you got like the bougie refrigerated dog food? Are you talking about like kibbles in the big, like 50 pound bag? Kibbles in the big 50 pound bag. We have it in this big uh, basket or whatever. It's got a closed door on it, but he's figured out how yeah, to, yeah. I mean, you can get in now. Oh, shit. And he just came out the other day just crunching chewing on them like they're cocoa puffs like just they do kind of look like cocoa puffs which yeah. make me go they could be kind of good in some milk there's nothing bad in there right it's like dogs eat like it's not eating raw chicken right i mean it's food in there i don't really know what's in there to be honest like they say it's like chicken or whatever but right it's like cocoa puffs so how do they do that right that's a good question how do they get the chicken into the into the cocoa puff but you know what I mean? It's not like it's not gonna kill him. It's just no, he's whatever. alive, so Delicious. that's good. Got weird hair growing. He's <laughs> just resourceful. He's like fucking dad over here. Can't even get me some food for lunch. So I had to like pick the lock to the dog food to keep it going. I've met like different people in my life who've said this. I wonder if you're one of these people. Have you ever like wondered what dog food tastes like? No, because I remember growing up, we used to we used to do a mixture with our dogs we had like the dry food and then like the canned wet food which is disgusting it's great it stinks like ass and it like out of the can it looks like a just all the fat of a chicken mixed with spam it's disgusting in my head like i'm so turned off on that yeah but then again when you get the the dry food if that's on its own and you get the brown circles, brown little balls. It looks like cocoa puffs, and I makes me kind of want some cocoa puffs. So you would, you thought about like you would try it? I didn't like when I was younger, but right now, 
If you just put one in front of me right now, you need it. Probably try. I probably try one. Yeah. Interesting. I've never had like a desire to eat the dog food. I don't know. I would just good. That's that's good. That's normal. Don't act like you're not out on an island, bro. That's probably that's pretty normal. I gotta imagine you're in the ninety-eight percent of the population. I think I'm in the minority. I think there's a lot of people out there who like have tried it just because they're interested. Yeah, I'm not again not super interested, but I would try. I think I would try it. Well, you're more adventurous. You get you get more than the chicken at, at when you go out to eat at restaurants, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Is there like the uh, chicken parm version of dog food? I'd like that. That would be ideal. I have I have uh, a big update that I, I think okay I'll save for the end of the episode. Oh, a teaser early. We'll be right back. <laughs> don't touch break. that. Don't touch that dial. Just a heads up. Um, but I want to hear what something. I I think there's a funny story coming out of you right now that I want to hear. It's like. All right, I, real quickly, a personal one, but then, so, you know, we talked about like my job being, you know, account director at a marketing agency. So I, I run that piece of business for my team and I interface with the clients, right? And so a lot of my job is like talking in the beginning of meetings, getting guys to open up or clients to open up and, and it's all virtual. So I don't know, I got like a shtick. I like always just try to say something that when people are going through the motions, you try to break them out of it. And then in personal situations, sometimes I get there too when you can see someone's going through the script, right? And I, yeah. I, I try to break it up a little bit. I, I got way too comfortable the other day. <laughs> not at work. I, was, I went to the periodontist, which I know you're not big on. They're a gum doctor specifically. They, they just focus on gums. I've got, because with the Invisalign, they wanted to check in to make sure it wasn't causing any recession or, of the gums or anything like that. So just a little checkup. Right. I had met this woman as like a consult before I started Invisalign in like, I think it was October or November last year. Right. So I don't know her. I'm not, if I know her name, I've been in this office once before. I just went in this week, quick check, 10 minute checkup. Right. I didn't need to make, this doesn't need to be a big deal. They're just like, Hey, gums haven't receded at all. It looks good. Nice. Let's do a check when you're finished. Um, so someone is in to check me in. The doctor comes in and, she's nice. And she's not like, Hey, remember me, right? This isn't a comfortable, familiar situation. Um, so we're going over stuff. She goes, are you a good patient? And I immediately go in my stick. It was like, I'd like to think I am. I like, you know, and she kind of like chuckles a little bit. So it's like, all right, I'm kind of confident in this yes. break the script thing. Nice connection going here. <laughs> and she said, she said something about like, you know, my husband's actually doing it right now too. And he's just like, doesn't wear them. And he's making me look bad in front of the other doctors or whatever. And it's like, ha ha ha. Then she does the exam, checks it out, 10 minutes, whatever, no big deal. She goes, yeah, there's nothing to worry about. We'll catch you like when you're finished, just to make sure everything's settled in nicely. So as she's, she's walking out the door, so you know, you're in the chair facing away from the door. She's yeah. walking out of our little exam room. You know, She's like in the hallway at this point, and I can't help myself. I just turn around and say, hey, better tell your husband to get in line. <laughs> what? It was way too, way too aggressive, way too familiar. What did she? Uh, what did she do? And here's the hard part: I can't see her, so I don't know how it landed. So I'm just like, I'm just sitting there with like, and like, oh my god! I hope over my shoulder that she's like smiling, and she didn't just go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but so there was a couple of second delay, and I was like, "Oh no!" That just whiffed. But then. Then she was good. She responded like happily. She's like, yeah, right. All right. I'll tell him. And they kept walking. I was like, oh, thank God. She bailed me out. She knew that wasn't 
that wasn't a good line. That wasn't a good move. And then the, the nurse or assistant who was in there, like scheduling my next appointment. Was like, this is fun. She was like, Oh, do you like know her husband? I was like, not at all. Not even. Oh, a little bit. Not even. Not oh, even a little bit. No. So the nurse like came in and made it worse. Like basically like, are you a lunatic or are you, you know the husband? <laughs> basically. Get in line. Invisalign. We'll be right back. Nice plug. So that just makes me remember, like when I go out in public, pull it back, dude. No one wants to talk to you. Just get, get your exam, order your McDonald's, get the hell out of there. Don't, don't try to make every situation this like, they're going to remember me connection, right? Just shut the fuck up. I need to lock it up. I was, I had one of those awkward moments in, in the uh, office the other day. I was walking in the hallway and somebody was walking kind of towards me, probably like 10 yards away. And they did the wave towards me and I did the wave. And then I looked back and they were waving to someone behind. Yep. Is there a worse feeling? Is there a worse feeling? Well, here's my question to you. I know I'm like this. As soon as you start to see the hand go up, you immediately start to put your hand up, right? Because I don't stop. I'm way too reactive. I could have like, I, I tell myself this all the time, bro, you wait three seconds to digest the situation a little bit and you're going to get yourself out of so many of these awkward, like, oh, oh, I thought you were talking to me. I thought we were going for the handshake or any of that shit. And it's just like, no, I immediately react. Like I'm a trained dog and I'm going to get a treat because he raised his hand and then I rose my hand. You're so right. Just wait a sec. I never wait a second. I'm, I owe my, it's like, it's like, I, I don't even think I can control my arm at that point. It's just like, has like a life of its own. It just goes up. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like my brain can't stop it from going. And then it's like, would, funny would that be if you're just like in a room of people and you would just like to try that out. You're like, yeah, like a little social experiment. Just raise your hand and see if anyone else raises their hand. You know what sucks? I don't think I've ever been on the other end of that encounter. I'm always the, in Good the point. Guy. Have you? Like, yeah. it's you're no. But it happens all the time. How have I never been on the other side? It's weird. Because everyone else like takes a, takes a beat and goes, I don't know that person. Why would they be waving at me? <laughs> Not me. Hand goes up. I don't, I, on the street with people I don't know, I'm immediately turning around and saying hi. Yeah. And like, yeah, do. You don't know me, bro. Shut up. But I, I'll tell you this week, though. Tammy's got a couple of things going on that make me slightly concerned. <clears throat> Developmental things. I think she's smart as hell. She loves to read. She like talks in really big words. Her sentences are really fully formed. She's got all these great thoughts. She's putting like full thoughts together and everything. It's awesome. But both with the alphabet and counting, there's a couple of things that trip me up. One, when she's counting, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight, nine. What is going on? 11 we figured it out 11 sounds like seven in her head and so she's oh, wow. just like starting back over yeah 11 boom and she does that with the alphabet she'll get all the way up to q r s t u v and z and you're like no you don't you can't just skip you just can't skip all the other letters. Uh, wesley literally exact same stuff oh really the numbers and and the uh, the alphabet. What annoys me about your story is that you got all the way up to eleven. Bullshit. Yeah. 
for a while he was like one two three four eight nine yeah she was doing that too i was like oh she's just bouncing around and like part of me now is like i see it and i I need to we need to solve this like i need to come up with a lesson and it's like either write all the numbers on a wall so she understands that like nope you can't go backwards to seven or just shut the fuck up and they'll figure it out in five minutes but I don't know. Made me made me wonder and worry. It's definitely uh, it's concerning. I think I don't know if it's like something in the water we were drinking. So that's like why it's a thing in common. Or all kids are like this. That the AU education is that what that is? I think the dads were reading to them a little too too frequently. (laughs) You know, I just thought of something back to our earlier conversation. It just felt like I'm like like a failure with Piper when she's just freaking out. Yeah. She honestly, like, sometimes she'll, like, give me, like, a look. I don't know if Cutler does this. Like, when I'm just not doing a good job, <laughs> she'll give me a look like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? You don't. Can we go back to the person who knows what they're doing, please? Like, she, like, literally gives me that look. It's like, yeah. oof. They, they know way more about what they want than you'd think, right? A couple months old right would actually have the, the the cognitive ability to process yeah but when he sees the bottle and me coming for him he goes not gonna fucking happen bro i'm gonna put up a fit and guess what i'm getting the boob i got all fucking day i ain't got shit planned i ain't got shit planned and i know you won't be able to hang i know it i know it here we go 35 minutes of crying ready set go until i get the boob like they fuck he knows what he's doing like he absolutely knows what he's doing when that's happening and they're just in full meltdown mode screaming like that, I always try to like remember like this is this will pass. Like eventually this will pass. Yeah. I, I talk to you know talk, talk about Eric a lot and I say, Oh, he's got the three and the one and it's you know, it's great, right? Up update. It's not. It's not. It's fucking hard still. It's I thought like that was the finish line. It's not the finish line. That's not at all what the finish line looks like. It's really fucking hard still. Um so yeah, it passes at some point, I guess. I, I was thinking about this. I think we've probably talked about it before. It's, I understand why people don't have kids, right? Because they see other people with kids. And you're like, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. I don't want any of that. You sound exhausted. You can't do anything on your own. Like for years, you're like, I passed. I get that. I totally get that. The The good that you're getting doesn't get talked about enough. It's you can't describe how amazing it feels when it happens, but to get those smiles and giggles and cuddles and all that shit, there's so much other shit that comes with that. And it's not like, Oh, I'm just going to plus my life's great. If I just added the joy of a child, you can't just add the fucking joy of that child. You have to add two thirds more shit to get that joy, by the way. (laughs) So people are like, Oh, if I got it, can it be great? It's like getting a dog. It's like, that's yeah. You can add, you know, there's a little bit of training with a dog where you can have someone else train it and then you can just enjoy the fucking dog's company. Yeah, that's taking my life and plussing it up one, you know, with a little bit of compassion and, and companionship and joy. You can't do that with a kid. You can't have someone else train it to only be happy around you. For whatever reason, Wes was having a tough morning today and um, Tori had Piper. There was another somebody, a friend, uh, family member was here and like around 30 years old, no kids. And Wes is just like freaking out, like crying, 
about everything, whining, you know, the whole thing. And I'm getting like pissed. Like this is so annoying. Tori's like throwing out like, you want to go to the beach? You want to go to the pool? And then it's just like, I'm getting pissed at the suggestions being thrown out. Like she's just trying to help and I'm just being a dick basically. And, and and then Tori and I start going back at it. And and this guy is just like standing there watching us. And he just, yes, just walked out. He's never having kids. Yeah. Have you done that? I feel like years ago, I would start to experience these more with like family friends that were older and they had kids. And it was like, we were there like to hang out for a little bit or just to stop by and see them, whatever it was, nothing big. We weren't like hyper close, but close enough, right. To where they didn't, it wasn't a get to know you situation where they are all like, I don't know, putting on a show. And so when you see like husband and wife kind of go snip back at each other a little bit, yeah. you're always like, Oh no. And then they do it with a smile and then completely move on. You're like, how do they do that? They must not really be happy. And then you get here and you go, Oh, I get it. I could totally get it. I fucking get it. Like, it's like, yeah, on the other side, it's like, oh my God, they're, they really don't like each other. Uh, this yeah, yeah. Is the most uncomfortable moment of all time. And then it's like, yeah, it's like a Tuesday here. Like that's, yeah, you get it. We're, we're doing our best. It's really not bad. We're not yelling at each other. We're not calling each other names. I just like, you're so, you're just so wound up than any little thing. And you got to do it in a way that doesn't like, especially with the older kids, that isn't obvious to them. <laughs> so whether it's through heavy sarcasm, or just like looks and shit, you know, you got to get, but they, they know, they still know, but. <laughs> well, I think that's good though. Up. Cause you, I think teaching the sarcasm is, is an important tool to have in the, uh, the toolbox for the kids. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's a great idea, Tori. Like. <laughs> that sounds like exactly what I want to do right now with all this going on, add in packing to go to the beach. That sounds great. Let's do that. Yeah. How, how short's your fuse? Like before you get a no, I feel like whether it's Tenley or Cutler, crying in my face is hard. I that that sets me off more than me too. the other stuff. But still, Tenley annoys the shit out of me even when she's not crying. It's like there's some part of me that tries to like distract and soft parent or like control the situation or shush and Cutler. And then, and again, this has come back. My fuse has gotten shorter. And not where I'm like freaking out, but I just stop like trying to participate in the situation. <laughs> I just, no, nothing. I don't shush Cutler after a couple minutes. I don't try to describe something to Tenley or say, hey, what about this? Or count to 10. Or, I just stop. I just okay. deal with it. And I just do the thing, whether it's changing the diaper or brushing her teeth. And I just won't say a word. I'm not blowing up, but it's just like, I'm done trying to control the situation. I am now like a zombie slave to whatever's about to happen and i'm just going to go through it and know that in my head i'm counting down the time until you go to bed (laughs) i'm not really going to try that hard anymore like why am i (laughs) nothing good is coming from it so i'm just going to stop trying i'm not going to try yeah yeah. you know what i always say one of like a couple lines before there's like a transition between like the oh i'm fully trying to control the situation and distract and be upbeat and you know whatever to shutting down it usually is a line that Amanda hears and goes, all right, he's at the end of his rope. It's like, Tenley, I just don't have patience for anything you're giving me right now. I just, Tenley, we need to brush your teeth because daddy doesn't have the capacity to sit in this bathroom for another 20 minutes. Like it's, it's something along those lines. And that's it. And that's probably the last word I'm going to say for the next two hours, right? Like that's probably, <laughs> that's probably the last thing that they're going to hear. I think uh, this is fun. My is, is, is. Yeah. <laughs> 
something Tori picks up on. She's like, ooh, he's. Yep, this is it. He's not doing so well. Yeah. God, we suck. We and suck. Like you want, because the fuses are like infinitely long. I don't know how you fucking deal with it. And then we got to come in to do the one thing and can't pull it off. I was like, God, I suck. God, I suck. I am so much, so much better at hockey than I am as a dad. Like so, like so much better. It's that's why I go play. We talked about this before too. It's like I just yeah. want to be good at something. So yeah. I go play hockey and I feel like all jacked up because in this like rec league where like a couple of, I started playing on Fridays, which is like a higher level league. It's like the goal. And we, yeah, we take like it way silver. too seriously too. Like way too serious. Yeah, and I'm like into it. The guys on my team are showing up drunk and so high. This one guy could barely open his eyes. And I care like that makes me feel like I'm a pro. And I come home and talk to Amanda like I was, I'm sick. And she goes, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nah, man, you're killing the it. Barely. Like, yeah, nobody cares. I got the YouTube views. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. After this game on Friday, though, one of the guy's dads is there. And he came up like to the locker room after the game and said, like, dude, great job. Why aren't you on Team USA? <laughs> I thought he was kidding at first. And then I was like, oh, no. And then I got all pumped up. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Your year right there. Yeah. Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. Take that's why I go back and do that. It's not because yeah. I actually think I'm going pro. Now I say that. There is, and I, I think I brought this up it's a, on go. a pod before. There is that slight hope in the back of my mind of being the emergency goalie at a hockey game where both goalies get hurt. You know, and they have to pull the Zamboni driver in or whatever to play the third period. Like, that's still... That's that little like kernel yep. of hope in the back of my brain. If I'm sick enough at this rec league, I'll be asked to be the emergency goalie one night, and both goalies will like tweak a groin. Do we suck? Is it? Is this just? Are we? Is this embarrassing? Like, is this embarrassing? It's, I don't think we're embarrassing. Like when, you see, when when you see other like dads in public, you don't really see like a lot of like the full meltdown mode and the behind the scenes kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. it's like you a, can read them. You can tell which guy like has the patience and which one, you know what I mean? And part of me judges still. And the other part of me goes, I don't know what at what phase in the meltdown, right? And what phase in the day this is. Like he could be at, oh, he's this is two hours of this and he's at the end. Or yeah. they just got out the house and he's been work all day and he'd rather be playing golf or watching sports. And he's been forced to go outside with his kids for 20 minutes. Right. Right. So I don't, I, some of the guys I can, like, I feel like I can pick up on it and go, oh, you're just, piece of shit and you yep. don't want to be here because you, you want to be sitting on your ass at home and the other one's like he's the guy who's carrying all the stuff right and he's trying to be nice to the daughter while he's holding the crying baby it's like oh that guy's gonna melt down for a totally different reason like a much more earned legitimate reason he's putting in the effort and he's, it's not working all right the uh the moment we've all been waiting for yeah let's hear it a little update i need to share with you tori Last Tuesday, took uh, Wesley to the swim lessons. So this was like the first swim lesson that she's had to do with him, with the uh, the teacher. Mm -hmm. Swim lessons are done. What? Pulling the plug. Canceled. Wow. Whose call? Tori's call. She she got to witness it firsthand, I guess. Him uh, basically just like crying the entire lesson. Um, that, that, that she got to be a part of with the teacher and just not having a good time at all. And I've been saying this for weeks, but, you know. You're not in charge, though. You raised it to management. 
management took a look into the issue and decided it was time to stop the swim lesson. I got to read you the email from the swim people. <laughs> All right. Tori emails them saying, hey, um, yeah, we're going to stop doing the lessons. Like he's like he's too, you know, it's just not. It's not working. Yeah, clearly. Beneficial. Like, we don't need to be. Basically an email that says this should be pretty obvious, but. You want to hear what they came back with? I would love it. We are sorry to hear that little Wesley is not able to make the most of his lessons this season. Starting swimming lessons around two years old is very typical, but we understand that not all students progress at the same rate. Wow. Imagine reading that email. Wow. Did Tori go through the fucking roof? I'm sure you did too. Like, oh, bro, this is not my fucking kid. This is you like immediately make it about them. Now it's like, well, how would you have a fucking instructor who could do anything to control a two-year-old if this is so common? Are you serious? Like they that's so passive aggressive. Fuck that shit. We understand not all students progress at the same rate. Fuck you. Like yeah. progress. This isn't like they you know, they dropped out of AP, you know, math or something like that in eighth grade because they couldn't hang. This is like He's not, not progressing. He's just not doing anything because he's fucking two. Power of the podcast. Nobody sign up with Sensational School. Wow. Band. Yeah. Sensational Swim School. All right. So you, as you can see there, uh, our microphones viciously cut out there. Derek is gone. This is I'm recording this post uh, the pod. Uh, I think Sensational Swim School might have had something to do with it. Um, it's just unbelievable. And for the record, Wes is actually like a pretty good swimmer and it wasn't really his fault that the lessons weren't going great. He just, you know, he's doing his thing in the pool. He's not really looking to learn breaststroke. Um, so Wes is a fine swimmer and an even better person. I think we just need to get that on the record, but yeah, sensational swim school canceled. Cancel culture here on the Dad Talk podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Dad Talk podcast, and we'll see you. We'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Dad Talk. They really like to trash talk. Dad Talk. They'll make you laugh your ass off. Dad Talk. Real tall dudes and they're both hilarious. Tom and Derek give you wisdom and advice. It's really nice. You probably listen twice. Real tall dudes and they're getting serious.